Welcome to another episode of the Community Champions podcast. I'm Zoe McEwen, a community manager and strategist, and we have a guest with us today. I have been interviewing a few people for this podcast. We've got a few more coming up because I'm really interested in different platforms as well different places which people grow their audience. So we've got some coming up that will be around people growing their audience on just an email list, on Instagram, on podcasts. But today we have somebody who uh, has grown their audience on YouTube. So I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit, but we have Golche with us to explain a little bit more how she's done amazing things. I've been watching some of your posts saying, you know, how many views and and follow stuff I've got. So uh, I think this is going to be really useful for people. And me as well, I don't know masses about YouTube. I store my videos in Unlisted and I watch a bit and that's about it. So I'm, uh, yeah. So yeah, just tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Yeah, thank you so much. And I love that you're also um, exploring different like platforms to also grow audiences on and have like different experts to share their thoughts and opinions. And YouTube is really interesting because on one hand, it is social media, but on the other hand, it's also search engine. So there's always this kind of like, I like to think of it like a seesaw. There are kind of like two sides to the equation. One of them allows you to reach a bigger audience who might not have otherwise known you. And then on the other side, it is still social media where you can really Um, build not just an audience, but cultivate a community and have dialogues with people who are following you. So I got started on YouTube summer of 2019, you know, before the pandemic, before, you know, before the new normal. And it was just a way for me to A, have a creative outlet and B, I feel like I've been thinking more about starting a YouTube channel than actually starting one. I thought now it's time to actually just pull the trigger, do this thing, because then hopefully I'm going to suffer less in my brain just thinking about getting started because I'm such a big believer now that action beats anything, really. It it cures everything. It beats anything out there. And that was kind of like my way of getting started. And deep down, I also like... I don't know if you can resonate with this at all, and maybe if people listening can resonate with this at all, but when you are an early adopter to something, but you are not fully equipped with all the other skills to see the full potential of what that could be for your business, for your personal brand, you start to kind of feel this negative feeling like you've quote unquote missed the boat. And that's exactly how I felt with YouTube because I actually started a YouTube channel when YouTube was relatively new. I was really into like theater, acting and musicals at the time. So you'll still find some of my older videos where I'm like singing and I have some of my very, very old vlogs uh, from back in the day. And I just kind of stopped doing that because I didn't really fully see the full potential of what that what that could be. Like, I'm talking Justin Bieber singing on YouTube days, and now he's like a global superstar kind of days. Like, yeah, time he started singing on YouTube, like I started singing on YouTube. But I just didn't, I just didn't have that, like, thought that this could become something. So in 2019, I thought, you know what, this is it. Like, we're just going to make this happen. 
um, let's see where we end up. So that's kind of like how I got started. And I hope this inspires people listening, like in case they are yeah. starting, like it's never too late and taking the action is better than just thinking about it. You're, you're so right about taking action because a lot of people say to me, oh, I'm, I'm scared. I don't want to set up this group. I don't want to set up this place. And I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is that people can watch and follow and listen and join you. That's their choice. And if they do, you must be doing something right. And that's the worst that can happen. You know, if nobody follows you and nobody sees you, then that's fine. You can just hide away and you can practice and you can learn until you're more confident. But, you know, it's not bad in the beginning because we can just mess about with it because we have no audience. So um, like you say, yeah, just it's the perfect place to start. The other thing is obviously when you start and you're not consistent with something and, and you're not all in on something, it definitely takes longer. And then you're right. If you're not seeing the rewards of it relatively quickly, you're like, okay, well, I'm just not feeling it from this because I'm not getting anything back in return. And that happens with a lot of people when they're setting up some kind of community. They, they're in the beginning, they're doing a lot themselves, putting in a lot of energy and not getting the rewards back. And it's those people that kind of plow through that and just start to see glimmers of, oh, okay, I can see now why this will work for me. And I can see the connections I'm building. They're the ones um, that succeed. But yeah, we don't always succeed first time. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think you touched upon something really great here. It's all about consistency. And for a very long time, it does feel like you're just talking to yourself. And that's just the way things are going to be in the beginning. You know, unfortunately, there is no shortcut around that. So you just have to be willing to push through that, continue, keep up the momentum until you get to a place where people are actually engaging and you are having the kind of conversations that you always wanted. Um, I read a really great quote. I think this was literally last week. I can't remember who said it, um, but it said something like, you have to, from the beginning, show up like the business owner or the leader that you want to be, because the moment you do become big, you will have already done the prep work, like you will have already had all the foundations in place. And that really rings so true with me. And it resonates with me a lot, because with a lot of the things I've done, I feel like I always felt like I'm talking to many, many people. You know, I'm going to show up as if I am that thought leader that I really want to be known as. So even if I had like two people on my email list, I would show up, like share really valuable, interesting yeah. stories, like as if I'm talking to millions of people. Same with videos, like in the beginning, of course, like you have little to no views, but I would show up as if like thousands of people are watching and really enjoying this content. And same with my group, because I also do have a community on Facebook for all things YouTube for business owners. In the beginning, you know, when I set that up, like a little over two years ago now, it was just like continuing to show up, continuing as if like this group has thousands of super mm -hmm. hyper engaged members. So it's yeah. really, that's something that really is always in the back of my head every time I'm showing up to do something. I agree with the, the people that I've already spoken to that definitely is something they were doing. They were showing up and not getting negative about the fact that there were only 10 people. You know, they never, it never bothered them. They were always 
speaking to more people, as you said, but they always knew um, where they were going and where it was going to end up. So they they yeah. they had that vision, and and a lot of it is mental, isn't it? Is is like just sort of pushing through, pushing through, pushing through. And and I'm very much. I mean, I with the people that I work with, and often people are like, I oh, I don't get that. How can you work like that? But I'm don't like them to look at the statistics or the data too much because uh, generally, in my experience, if you're looking at the statistics and the data you're probably going to find something that's that's not working brilliantly. And if you think there's something not working brilliantly, then you should just do whatever it is now to put it right before you look. Um, but also if you're somebody that gets put off by that, you need a lot of resilience when you're growing a community. You do need to keep going um, and be happy to talk to yourself in the beginning. But if you can't be somebody that has that vision yourself in your head, um, you have to like this this quote this person said you have to create it you you have to imagine all of these people you are showing up for and then somehow you kind of you know empower that and one day you look around and you think wow you know people are listening people are interested um yeah. before this I was looking at your videos and I think one of your skills and one of the things which has got you such a following on YouTube is your straight talking in a good way, because I think you, uh, you, you just, you just tell, you tell it like it is. You, you're just going on, and you're just explaining stuff, and you're just saying it in simple, easy language. How do you decide on the topics that you're going to talk about on your YouTube videos? Yeah, that's such a great question, and thank you for bringing that up. This is something I've struggled with for a very long time. So I'm actually from Turkey, but I basically lived more than half my life in the Netherlands. And Dutch people are known to be very direct. Like, we're just going to say it how it is. And I feel like it's kind of interesting for me that I'm both very, like, gentle in certain aspects. Like, I have that kind of openness um, that very much pertains to the Turkish culture, you know, like, very much friendly, um, maybe being not so straightforward with what you think because you don't want to hurt the other person's feeling, a lot of sugarcoating. And then in the Dutch culture, it's very much the opposite. So I struggled with this a lot in the beginning and I definitely got mixed reviews under my videos. Some people thought I was being like, in some instances, maybe even rude or maybe even like, um, what's that phrase? Kind of like shallow or... You know, like, is anyone here? Like, is this resonating? Are you even hearing? Um, but I, over time, realized that that's maybe what's needed. And that's kind of how I, how I am because of my up, like, upbringing and my background. And there's no other way that I can, like, now pretend to be someone else. So um, for me, it's really important when I'm making the videos that, A, it's going to be a searchable kind of topic. That's the main thing that I focused on in the very early stages of my channel, answering specific questions that people were asking um, about, you know, life in the Netherlands, moving to the Netherlands. That's kind of how my channel started out um, because I knew that I'm starting from sub-zero. Nobody knows who I am. I didn't have any other social media following elsewhere. So one of the best ways for me to at least give myself a shot at being successful at this is create searchable videos. Maybe they're not going to be the best, most interesting videos, but you need to make them to build up that initial momentum. 
And then I thought the second layer to that is, you know, how can I start to infuse more personable content Mm -hmm. so that when people find me through the searchable stuff on, you know, Google and YouTube, it's not such a transactional relationship, you know, that someone doesn't land on a video, get what they wanted and bounce off. This is something I struggled with for a very long time. And if I'm being completely transparent, I'm still struggling with that because I took a bit of a break from my channel and I'm gearing to get back to it. And I'm still trying to find that like fine balance of still being searchable, still having a content base that steadily grows my audience, but also showcasing my personality in different ways Mm -hmm. so that I am really building that community that goes beyond just answering specific questions. So these days I'm looking at a balance of both. So that's kind of what I make a decision, um, how I make a decision when I make videos. And the interesting thing is when you make the personable videos that actually uh, might not get a lot of views, but it does get views from the right people who ask interesting questions. And moving forward, you can you know choose to make videos to address those. So that yes. way, the videos themselves also become a way of, you know, furthering that dialogue. And it doesn't just become like this monologue that you're like talking at people, but you're actually engaging with your audience. Yeah. And that is really important. You you do teach people and you have a, a, an agency around YouTube. Your um, channel that I was looking at was called Making It in Holland. I should have said that in the beginning, just so that everybody can um, find you. I think one of the things is you are quite memorable and you've got some really great images, but presumably for, you know, the searchable, it, the the title is really important of, of the YouTube videos. Yeah. So if we want to go like really technical into the nitty gritty, especially if you want to have those searchable evergreen videos, like mm-hmm. things like your title description and to an extent your tags are important. So these are all known as like the metadata, if you want to be super technical um, of, you know, how YouTube basically classifies what your video is about so that they can serve it to the right audience at the right time to get the maximum amount of watch hours from that particular Mm -hmm. person watching, because ultimately that's their goal. So you have to make sure that you match both YouTube's goal and ultimately the goal of you growing your own audience. So you really have to be careful with things like choosing keywords, keyword phrases, you know, looking at other colleagues slash competitors out there in your field um, and see like how they position themselves, what kind of videos do they make and how can you position yourself in a similar way if that's what you want or differently that's what you want and how can you add to the conversation that's already taking place basically yeah and because yours also uh your videos are very functional and helpful and useful to people and presumably they're part of your everyday life the things that you were doing anyway you know there's one about choosing a flat there's stuff about um getting a job getting paid different things around that so so it's it's a resource for for people and they're like oh I know there's this lady um and I think you've got a very clear brand and you're memorable in what you do and I think that obviously helps because people don't always remember the name of the channel or whatever but they know once they start searching and and even when I was doing it you know you you can see when your your image pops up that oh I remember this is the right one this is the right place so that is another thing which I've been looking at people on on TikTok and on other platforms as well. And I think 
we we think that what we do can be quite repetitive sometimes. Like it's just me, the same me, dressed in a similar way, going in, saying similar things in a similar style. But actually that can be really important to our success to to kind of just make this thing quite repeatable so that you're easily found. Exactly. And that is where I am currently struggling, actually getting back into my YouTube channel. A um, couple of things got in the way, like agency side of the business um, got quite busy. So that definitely was a contributing factor as to why I kind of stopped pu- publishing um, since about September 2022 now, which is like a like an entire lifetime ago in today's day and age of yeah. social media posting schedule. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons is, yeah, of course, I'm busy. But the other reason is... How do I now create fresh content with different perspective? And I don't feel like it's the same old me showing up the sa- like the same way, repeating the same things in a slightly different way. So I've been really thinking a lot about that and the future and the direction that I want to go. And I landed on this. I want to be able to investigate further into really interesting subjects, maybe even random subjects that people might not even have thought about and really do research and not so much tell my own point of view, but kind of share my point of view through something that is actually evidence-based on research. Yeah. That's the direction that I want to go and kind of start to produce more documentary or mini documentary style videos like, why is Dutch cheese so yellow? You know? (laughs) Yes, you should, you know, you should do that today. Um, Because I say with people when you know, when you're setting up a free group, a free community, that really the basis of it is opening up discussion, opening up conversation, anything that people want to get involved in the conversation with is going to be a good thing. That thing where you say, you know, why is Dutch cheese so yellow that people go, yeah, oh, yeah, I've been thinking that too. And they, they kind of want to join in even though the topic may be slightly ridiculous. We're like, we're hooked. Yeah, it's like completely random. So I've been like brainstorming and going through like a list of interesting things that I still find, of course, interesting because I want to still have fun doing the research, but that it's going to bring, uh, you know, hopefully a fresh different angle to a topic that not too many people were thinking about until they saw the video and they're like, hmm, I wonder why is it like that? Let me click. Let me see, you know? So that's kind of the direction that I want to go. But not to say, like, this is not the direction that everybody needs to go, of course. Like, I've been at this for, you know, three or so years now. And I feel like this. there are, like, phases. Like, you need to... One of my favorite YouTubers, Ali Abdal, he says this a lot. Like, first you have to get going, get good, and then get smart. So I'm kind of in that, like, getting good, borderline getting smart stage. Mm. But a lot of people just need to get going. And that just means start with the path of least resistance, pick a topic, make a video that you think you and your audience would like. Just start putting yourself out there because without getting going, you're never going to get good. And if you're never good, you're never even going to have the time, resources, the mental bandwidth to get smart about it. Absolutely. So, you have to test it, try. And, and, and you said earlier about um, 
like listening to your audience. You have you have got one video on there where you ask them. You say, you know, what is your opinion? Tell me what your opinion is. And I really like that. I think um, the one of the, the key things that makes a community is that you're inclusive and you're trying to include them all the time. Tell me, tell me. Let's feel, let's work on this together, kind of thing. Um, and you also mentioned that you know they feed you with the next piece of content, the things that they've said. And, and that's so important in any community is the listening. And it's something that people sometimes miss because they're just too busy plowing forward, forward, forward with the next piece of content. What's my next idea? What's my next piece of content? And actually, if you look and you stop and you listen to what they're telling you, they will probably have given you loads of ideas. So sometimes just spending some time just immersing yourself in those comments or those replies, those conversations can help to lead you to find the next thing. Exactly. You have to listen. You have to take in the feedback. Like that was a mistake I made in the very early days. I was like talking at people (laughs) instead of listening and sort of opening up a dialogue. And then over time, I improved a lot on that. Granted, in the very early stages of starting the channel, I was also going through quite a lot in my personal life, like mental health. I wasn't really loving my corporate job at the time. So this was really my way of escaping. And sometimes I was actually angry about other things that were happening in my life. And I feel like that contributed in some of the videos of me talking at people, like Mm -hmm. in a very sort of semi-passive, aggressive, very passionate way, because like it almost was like my way of doing therapy on myself while also hopefully being helpful to other people. But But then very quickly, hopefully, like very quickly, luckily, I got, I understood the importance of being softer and more open to dialogue, let's say. But I think maybe there's there's a balance in that because I think that maybe what was going on, some of the anger and the feeling, you know, whatever it was, is what's driven you to get such a good following and to be so popular and to have made a name for yourself with that because that did give you like a dynamic and a push to keep doing this and doing this and doing this. And maybe you look back now and think these these weren't exactly how I meant it to come across maybe or something like that. But I think actually uh, when I watch them, I think that's what's great about them because not always people aren't always real or true with what what's happening. And people sometimes are putting on a like a persona of of how they think they should be. And, and no, people want that realness. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that because I do occasionally go back and watch older videos and I'm just like, what was I doing? What is not? <laughs> well, every business develops, doesn't it? And every community develops with you. And yeah. maybe you'll go through a, uh, I don't know, I was going to say a Britney Spears or a Miley Cyrus moment of finding yourself and coming out the other end. But honestly, who knows? You never know. Like life is a journey. We're all on this journey and maybe I will, you know, you never know. Maybe those two weren't the best references. <laughs> but but, that's, but I totally understand what you mean. And on the flip side of that, actually, I'll share something that I never shared anywhere before. And that is when I named the channel Making It in Holland, it, you know, it was about like me, this person trying to make it in the Netherlands. Um, And my idea of making in the Netherlands was, you know, like some sort of entrepreneurship, some sort of startup, like some sort of undertaking that's worth documenting. And um, over time, I also realized that that comes with its limitations because you don't want to only be associated with like a country or a certain geographic location. 
So I've been doing a lot of back and forth about renaming my channel. So all this to say for anyone listening, uh, um, if you want to, you know, name your YouTube channel, just name your name. Because then it's, it's almost like you already have the permission slip to change and evolve. Because yeah. your YouTube channel is about you and it's your personal brand. Whereas if you name it something very, very super hyper specific, it's like people will always expect you to create that kind of content. For example, I'm based in the Netherlands. And, you know, back in the day when I was making those videos, like I was here more. But now I'm more of like a semi-digital nomad. I spend a lot of time in Turkey, a lot of time in New York. I travel like I have plans mm. um, being more of a digital nomad, actually. So when I'm at that stage, because of my own evolution, like, am I still making it in Holland? Absolutely mm. not. So, so think about that for yourself when you are starting your channel, you know, like name it after you. It's going to mm. be okay. Trust me. Yeah. Maybe you need like part two, moving on from Holland or I don't know, you know, you can have like a series, can't you? You can have a series of this is this phase, this phase, because yeah, Every community develops and they develop with you and whatever your new passion is, because ultimately, even though they may have been interested in um, looking for flats in Holland or, you know, working out the tax system in Holland, the reason they stay and they probably watch lots of different videos of yours, even though they didn't directly go to your channel to find a video about how to find a flat in Holland the reason they stay and the reason they watch lots of different things of, of, of what you're um, putting out there is because of you, because of the way you say it, the way you talk, the way you do it. So your followers w will continue to follow you with your journey and their journey may be a similar one. They may be living in, in between different countries and things like that, because that's how they connect with you. So you're right. It, ultimately, the brand is you, isn't it? Exactly. And don't be afraid to claim that. I think in the beginning... I was kind of hiding behind the channel name. I think I was just afraid to just name it my name because I had like different narratives about it in my head. And also that meant putting myself out there even more. Yeah. Um, so if anyone is resonating with any of this, really like tell me, like tell yes. me a couple of years down the line when you have built your community and you know things are thriving you'll tell me like i'm so happy i'm so grateful mm. i named my name uh because when things grow you're going to want to kind of evolve as well and you want to make sure that the name really reflects that and usually yeah. that is just your name no you're right there's so many really useful points in there thank you so much we'll 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 pause this now and if anybody does want to chat more they can so would they find you best on youtube or go to facebook yeah you can definitely find me across many major social media platforms even though i am mainly uh creating for and consuming on youtube you can find me on facebook also on Instagram. And if you want to know more about what I do, you're more than welcome to visit videosalesmastery.com to see some different ways we can help you to make YouTube magic happen. Oh, perfect. We'll put the links. Uh, thank you so much. I think it's really nice and refreshing to just hear somebody say that I've, I've had you know really great success and my business has gone in this different way. But actually now I'm you're trying to work out how I get back into it in a different way because that's 
that's what, you know, people are struggling with themselves. So um, having, you know, the best teachers are the ones that have had those dilemmas and had those struggles and, and worked through them and things like that. So I think that will be um, part of the reason why perhaps people do continue to follow you because you are open to sharing all of those bits of you as well. Yeah, I mean, I really believe in the 100% transparency rule because when you're just following someone and you catch glimpses, it, it could feel like someone's doing better than you, they're more ahead than you, and mm. they seem to have everything figured out because they have the successful business now. But honestly, like that's 100% never the case. There's yeah. always like the emotional roller coaster. There's always this journey of trying to navigate and that, like pivot and, you know, to continue to put yourself out there. So thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for joining us. Um, yeah. So if anybody wants to leave any comments, you can in the kind of review section and uh, I'll leave some information as well about where you can find Gulchi. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Bye.